As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Episode 87. New Beginnings. Hey Chainers, welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. So Katie, today everything changes. It's time to throw the spaghetti against the wall and see where we end up. So what are we doing? So from this week, as some people may have figured it out already, we now have a second podcast, but it's not a podcast per se. The aim of it is to sort of appear on your desk devices. And when I say desk devices, I'm talking about Alexa's, Google Homes, like smart speakers. We want to be a part of your daily routine. We want to provide amazing, actionable advice on a daily basis. And it's going to be quick. It's going to be rapid fire. We're going to have one topic for the week and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And we came up with this idea. We've heard about it a little bit and we have a couple of listeners who have just been like, when is your quick Alexa briefing going to come out? Like, I've been dying for it. I want to listen to you in the morning, but I don't have time because I'm doing this and that. But if you can have just like a quick thing on Alexa while I'm getting ready for work, that would be great. So finally, we have had a minute to catch our breath and we can we can get these money minutes out. Yeah, so it's going to be called the Chain of Wealth Money Minutes. You should be able to find it on Alexa, Google Home, and any other handhold you have. Well, not handhold, desktop, I guess, but... <laughs> any Anything that connects to the internet. Yeah, anything that connects to the internet. <laughs> so Thursday's episode will now be just Katie and myself, and it will literally be the entire week's worth of money minutes things like how it's going to work is we're going to have one topic for the week and if you're listening on the money minutes you'll get one a day or you could listen to thursday's podcast which today is thursday as it just so happens and that will be the collection of the entire week's worth of money minutes and the nice thing is it'll all flow quite nicely because it's all going to be the same topic Right. So this week we thought we would start our first money minute episode series thing um, with student loans, because that's kind of 
why Chain of Wealth was born because we wanted to talk to people and see how they were paying off all their student loan debt to kind of help me out and motivate me along the way. Yeah. So it's a couple minutes just talking about things that we've learned and figured out along the way to kind of help everybody else. Yeah. Awesome. Well, are you ready to dive right in? Yeah. Awesome. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. So, Katie, a very interesting topic for this week, and it's your favorite, student loans. Oh, yes. Student loans. (laughs) So, for anyone that doesn't know, Katie is in the middle of paying back her student loans. So, this is some good content right here for anyone that's in the process. Yeah, and I feel like I've just kind of, in the past year, really, like, put my head down and tried to pay as much as I can, frankly, just because I'm ready to get it out of my life. Right. So, to give a little bit of insight... Katie graduated how many years ago? Not to give away your age, but... <laughs> graduated in 2010. 2010. But it was almost 2011. It was December, so... <laughs> and basically deferred your loan payments for quite a long period of time. I did just about everything. I deferred it. I somehow fell like victim to this scam that I heard on the radio. I paid minimum payments. I, I did everything basically to not pay it. Right for yeah. a long time, and now and they're not going away. So, time to pay them. Time to pay them. So, our first topic for this week is going to be planning for college. So, what can people do to plan for college? Like, what is there available? Yeah. So, when you are thinking about you know student loans, you don't have to take them out. Every a lot of people do, but you don't have to. There are other ways around it. Um, I know certain states have like pre paid programs like Florida had Florida prepaid where your parents put in so much money each year. Um, There are different programs like that. We've talked to great people like uh, Abby from College Backer who they help set up plans and everything. And there are great pro- a lot of great programs like that. There are, of course, scholarships and grants that you can apply for. Yeah, and like I think a lot of people don't know that there's a 529 plan and that can be golden if you're trying to save up for college before the fact, you know. Right. It's really great sort of if you have a couple kids, you know, trying to prepare them. You know, you're thinking about college. It's something in the not too distant future, you know, and you kind of like want to get them ahead and like not have such a burden on them. And, you know, it's a great way to sort of think about it. And look, to be real, a lot of people these days, don't give student loans two thoughts. You know, they, the parents think, oh, well, you know, that's just something my child will have to deal with. I'm not going to help them out. But if, even if they do like a little bit, like maybe contribute $50 a month, maybe $20 a month, that's better than nothing. And it adds up so quickly with the power of compounding. It's definitely something people should be considering. Yeah. Well, and I don't even think it's so much parents are thinking I'm not going to help them out. I think it's more of, I can't help them out. Like I'm struggling. I can't think about their college education 10 or 15, 20 years down the road, you know? Also, I think that one thing that I guess I did, me and my mom both didn't really understand as much uh, when I was going to school was 
community college is yeah. such a good deal. Yeah, it, it is a good is, deal. And I can look at it from two aspects. And as a student, I probably wouldn't have liked it as much. But community college is cheaper, but you're probably going to be living at home. So that's not as much fun. Um, but from a financial aspect, it is a huge help because community college is only a fraction of the price. Right. That definitely makes sense. So let's chat about actually getting financing whilst you're in college. This is also quite an interesting topic, you know, and there are so many ways around it and there's so many types of financing. Like, do you get federal financing? Do you get private financing? There's a whole bunch of ways that you're actually able to go about doing it. And, you know, a lot of people, they're not too sure what they should be doing. So do you have some insight there, Katie? Um, yeah, I do. So you can definitely be getting scholarships and everything um, and, and different grants. And I know a lot of uh, great like major corporations, if you're working for them, they will help pay towards some of your college. So you're going to have to work for them afterwards when you graduate. But that's also a really kind of an interesting way to help get your college paid for while you're in college. Yeah. And also depending on the type of qualification you have, like, so I'm a chartered accountant by profession. And when I was in school, uh, like a lot of the big four try to like buy you out before you finish up. So if you like approach them and say, Hey guys, I want to take up a job with you. Very often there are scholarship options available right. and they can pay for your entire schooling even in, in some cases, you know, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're stuck to the one company. You know, I knew of people that literally got bought out from other companies that like basically were like, you're amazing. We want to have you. So there definitely are options available to people that, and I think most people don't think about it. They think, oh, I'm a B student. I'm not going to get any sort of financing. And that's totally not true. Yeah. And I think that the important thing to remember is where there's a will, there's a way. and you know, just be creative and keep looking because something will definitely be out there for you. Yep. That's super true. So let's chat a little bit about once you finally finish the school, what's the first thing that you should do? You should consolidate. That's so true. And what consolidating is, it's basically taking 10 loans and mushing them all into one at a single interest rate. So then I heard this all the time when I graduated, like consolidate, consolidate, consolidate. And as a 22 year old education, like I was a teacher, what, the, like I understand the concept, but I don't know how to do it. Yeah. Like it, like if you go to any sort of like financial institution, a lot of them will have programs to be able to consolidate. And even your student loan provider, they should be able to help you out with that as well. You know, it's, it's literally just taking, make, making things a little bit easier for you and stop managing so many loans. You just kind of manage either one or two loans. Now, the thing is with consolidating is that you can only do it once. So you want to do it as soon as possible, but only after you finish studying. Okay. Yeah. So that definitely makes a lot of sense. So the benefits of doing it is you're locking in a single rate on all of your loans and you're just making things a little bit easier to manage, you know, and it's definitely something that anyone should or everyone should consider when they have their student loans. And once they finish with college, it's a, the number one thing that they should be doing. You know, you've got a little bit of an established credit history now. It's definitely something you should jump on as soon as possible. Okay. So once you graduate, you consolidate. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So now that we've got consolidation out the way, let's chat about the next step. And this is something that you can do 
several times. It's not something you just have to do once. And that is refinancing. Yeah. So from what I understand, refinancing is when you have a high interest rate on a loan and then you go to another bank and they buy your loan for a slightly small, lower interest rate. So you're very close. So they don't necessarily buy it at a particular interest rate. They literally buy you out totally. So as an example, I owe $30,000 on my student loan to bank A. Bank B will literally pay bank A $30,000 to buy the loan and, and in essence buy that debt. Bank B will then give you a different interest rate and it works out cheaper for you because you lock in a lower interest rate. And let's talk a little bit about how this actually works. So Bank B would rather lend to you because at the end of the day, they're going to be making additional money off that interest that you're going to be paying. So they would rather have you locked in a lower rate than not at all. And some of the reasons that you may get in a position that you can get a lower rate is you've now got an established credit profile. You know, you've been a bit of a consumer for a couple of years. You've started paying back debt slowly but surely. And now that you have a bit of an established credit profile, maybe you've got a a good credit score by now, you know, you can lock in a much better interest rate because let's be honest, when you took out that interest, well, when you took out that loan initially, you had no credit profile. So you got given a really bad interest rate. So being able to lock in a lower rate is great. And this doesn't just work for student loan guys. This works for mortgages, everything like car loans, anything like that, it will work for. So whether rates and another thing that can happen is rates can go down in the general economy. So even if your credit score stays the same, if rates keep going down, why are you stuck paying a higher interest rate? You don't need to be. You can literally refinance and get a lower interest rate. And when you think about interest rates and, oh, you know, it's not that big of a difference, it can be a huge difference. Even one percentage can be be the difference between hundreds or thousands of dollars in the long run. Yep, that's true. It's just extra interest that you're going to have to be paying. And let's be honest, we want to minimize Nobody our interest. Wants that. <laughs> <laughs> we want to minimize our interest at all points. So definitely something people should be considering. So let's now chat with some of the problems that people encounter with deferring loans and stuff that that they shouldn't do when it comes to student loans. So basically everything that I did. So basically everything that Katie did. (laughs) You can say it. You're beating around the bush over there. Um, Yeah. So I obviously totally get why people would defer or pay minimum payments for their loan. Um, Basically because you don't have it. And, you know, in a pinch... Yeah, do what you, you have to do what you got to do. But ultimately, you don't want to make it a habit. And that was where I made my mistake. I made it a habit. Every month, I would get my student loan bill and I would call and I would say, I'm too poor. I can't afford this. Or sometimes I would even tell a little bit of a 100% not truth and say I like don't have a job because I just I was ashamed and I didn't have the money to pay it. Um Looking back now, I wish I would have kind of restructured my life so I would have been able to figure a better way out. But, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. But the thing is, you don't want to pay minimums and you don't want to defer because all that is doing is charging you more money in the long run. Yeah. So if you're paying minimums, you're literally keeping yourself current. So you're still 
keeping a good credit score because you did make the minimum payments. But the problem is, is that you're stacking up more and more interest. And if you're only paying minimums, your student loan will actually start growing in value instead of decreasing. And as a result, you're going to be paying more interest every month. So it's literally a downward spiral. So yes, the creditor will always say to you, hey, that's no problem. You can defer because they want you to defer. Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if you defer, you owe them more money. And so for a real life example, I graduated college with thirty thousand dollars that I that I owed because I deferred and I made minimum payments and did all that. I finally came to and I owed almost ten thousand dollars more just because of the interest. And that is a painful thing to think about and lesson learned. But if you are in the same boat do everything you can to pay as much as you can because it's just going to save you money in the long run. Yeah, definitely. So guys, today we've just finished our very first Money Minutes and like basically how the podcast works now is the normal podcast runs Mondays and Thursdays as it always has. Monday is a deep dive interview with one of our inspirational guests and Thursdays is in short, the money minute for the week. The money minute is going to be available on Alexa, Google Home, and all your other amazing places. So yeah, you can listen like while you're getting ready or whatever the story is. It, the idea is that we will have a topic each week. It'll be short, quick, like rapid fire answers, questions and answers. And we're just aiming to educate people and really teach them some money tricks that can really help you get ahead. And sure, they're short, they're two minutes a day. So if you do have an Alexa or a Google Home, this is something you definitely want to check out. And you can maybe even skip the the podcast on Thursdays if you're listening throughout the week. It's just another way that you can enjoy the content. But not to say that you can't listen to the podcast through the normal app and stuff. You can still listen. And in fact, the Money Minute is also available on like um, Apple... um, and podcasts iTunes and iTunes and, and yeah, Stitcher and everything else. Yeah, so that it'll be av- it'll be available everywhere as well. It's just a different form of content, so you can t- pick and choose what you would, how you would like to listen. Right, and also if you are listening to the Money Minute and there's like a brief subject that you want to talk more about or you want to learn more about, hit us up on Twitter. I really try hard to be on there pretty regularly, and of course we are at Chain of Wealth. Awesome. We'll catch you on the flip side. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.